Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. It is John Wheeler here, and oh my gosh, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Today, we are going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly of chat GPT and other AI programs. You know, the last couple weeks, I've been going hardcore into these AI programs. Why? Because I'm trying to find out where it fits within our own company. There are definitely places for ChatGPT or other AI programs. And by the way, there's so many out right now. So when I say ChatGPT, for the purposes of today, we are talking about ChatGPT generically, but I'm including all other AI programs. There's Jasper, there's Koala, there's Reword, there's Word, uh, what's it called? Word Magic or Word Genie. Anyways, there's so many of them. So let's start with the ugly and why and how ChatGPT and other AI programs can really get you in a heap of trouble. And when it first came out, you guys know Chat, do you guys even know what ChatGPT is? Like, let's just take a moment and talk about that. So ChatGPT, it's a language model. It was developed by a company called OpenAI, which is very interesting because Elon Musk actually gave them a whole whack of money to develop this AI. And then he didn't like the direction it was going in, so he pulled out. And now he actually hates it and thinks that there should be a break, break some brakes put on it. And he's actually gone to Congress to say, listen, guys, we've got to slow down the AI and artificial intelligence. Anyways, another story. So, so GPT stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. Okay. And it's an AI language model. And ChatGPT was designed to generate human-like text based on the input that it receives. So if you haven't been into a chat GPT or AI before, there's a little box. Looks like a message box. Well, it doesn't look like a message box. It is a message box. And you type in what you want it to know. So you type in, um, you know, what's the greatest country in the world? And it would give you information back. It uses deep learning techniques. And it tr it's got this transformative architecture that gives you unbelievable answers, actually. And it understands what you're asking it and actually gives you back a coherent response to your prompts or to your questions. And ChatGPT 3 or maybe 3.5, I think it was 3, was the first one to come out only about nine months ago. And it was because the whole AI model has been in development for years, like maybe three, four, five years. But it's only this recent iteration of ChatGPT the three or the 3.5 that really exploded it and ChatGPT became the most downloaded downloaded app in the history of the internet. So that really tells you something. And so ChatGPT, uh, ChatGPT, no, it's not ChatGPT, it's ChatGPT is a pre-trained model and it's based on this large data set which has diverse range of text from from the internet really. But with ChatGPT, one of the things that sucks is it stopped at 2021. Now, there's a lot of models now that are even better and don't stop at 2021 internet data. It will actually scrub the scrub the internet completely and give you all the data uh, from, from what's current. But it enables you uh, to really ask whatever it wants. Then ChatGPT will learn patterns. It will learn grammar. It will learn context, even in various languages. 
and it can be fine-tuned on specific tasks or even domains to make it tremendously effective and controlled in generating those responses for particular applications that you want to use it on. Now, this story is really going to blow your minds, but there was a, a guy down, I think it was in California, and he was on ChatGPT, and he had accidentally typed something in Spanish in the chat box. I think he'd done a cut and paste, and you know, sometimes you, you don't really cut and you paste in the wrong thing. Anyways, he pasted in a, a Spanish sentence, and over the course of time, like a week or so, this freaking ChatGPT learned Spanish based on what he said. So stories of ChatGPT are amazing. There really are some good things on it, that's for sure. The chat in ChatGPT focuses on engaging in conversations and providing kind of a natural language response. And it's really intended to be used for this whole wide range of applications, whether it's chatbots or virtual assistants, or content creation or language translations and more. Um, and that's, to me, where some of the strengths lie, and we'll talk about that later. But it's super important that to know that as of September 21, OpenAI, the company who owns GPT, um, they had, they're, they're working on newer versions all the time. So when you see ChatGPT 3.5, today, as we speak, there's GPT 4, and now they're working on 5. And the difference between 3.5 and 5 is, uh, sorry, 3.5 and 4 is actually quite amazing. Shocking, actually, how fast it works. And so I've played with it and, and looked at different things. And, you know, my daughter wanted to do it for a project. And there's also AI detectors out there. So you got to be careful what you're using it for. You can't obviously just claim it as your work. Well, I guess you can. But, I mean, Google right now is not happy with all this AI content going out there. And, you know, we'll talk about that in the ugly part. So that's really what ChatGPT is, or any of these AI models. It basically will give you back information. You'll ask a question, it'll give you back information. That information is based on its programming. And the programming is done by literal human beings, okay? They've programmed how GPT is to search and structure and send back information. So let's talk about the ugly. And I'm talking about the ugly as it relates to marketing and how it will relate to you and your marketing. When we were doing research in the last couple of weeks, our team and myself, myself and my team, the team and myself, myself and my team, we found some stunning things. And, I, you know, it's, it's not really anything surprising, but what I cannot stand about ChatGPT and these open AI models is there's a lot of people out there that are using them not as crutches, not as assistants, which kind of is probably where it should be used, but they're using it simply as somebody to do your work for you. Write me a blog on, you know, a sales funnel. And so ChatGPT, any of the OpenAI models, or OpenAI as a company, OpenAI is actually the company that makes ChatGPT. So I'm just going to call it AI. So any of the other AI companies have these prompts, so you'll type it in, how to make a sales funnel, and it'll give you an article back. But the article itself is terrible. It's terrible. And I remember with Rand and I, we were looking at four different models. We looked at Jasper AI, 
Koala AI, Reword AI. Actually, we looked at more than that. We probably looked at like 10 of them, but we narrowed it down to the top four. And when she started sending me articles on some of these things, I, oh my God, my notes on a few of them were just like, what is this crap? You can feel the AI. There's no soul. It's soulless. Is it factually correct? Not even necessarily. There's things in there that are not even correct. And that's a funny thing too. I remember Joe Rogan was talking about it on his podcast. They typed in Joe Rogan podcast and it said there was like 12 staff or something like that. And they were dying laughing because there's no staff. It's Joe Rogan as Jamie. Those are the only two people that work there. It literally just made up that there was other staff. And mathematicians have warned people all the time that, you know, you can put in mathematical equations and chat BT gets it wrong. Why does this happen? Well, it happens for two reasons. Number one, the sourcing is from the internet. So if it's getting something that's wrong in the internet, it can and will give you false information back. So to assume that ChatGPT or any of the AI models are giving you 100% correct information is a big, 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 big mistake. It does not do that. And I'm getting these uh, wonderful freaking blogs back on how to write a sales funnel. And I'm just shocked at how bad some of these AI models are. They're absolutely horrible. Even I remember one, I'm like, what is this crap? They're talking about the sales page. And I'm like, this is what you call a sales page. This was horrible. It was, didn't even really talk about selling. And there was one. And remember the programming of the AI model determines how it's going to give you back the information. So we had another one and I said to Randa, what, why is this talking about sustainability and green energy? And she's like, I have no idea. I mentioned nothing about that. But this one's talking about when you're creating sales funnels and making products, you should have a product that is green. I'm like, oh my gosh, where did I get that from? And so we narrowed it down to three. And I won't tell you which ones because, you know, you can go decide for yourself what you like because everyone's different. But uh, one was good, but it was just a little bland and a little blah and a little soulless and a little lifeless. And that's not what we do blogs for. That's not what we do funnels for. That's not what we do podcasts for. The idea of marketing channels and doing all these different marketing things is to create excitement or to create leads or to create interest so they'll buy your other products, right? And so if you have a lifeless, soulless, useless piece of information coming back from GPT, it completely defeats the purpose. Then all you're doing is putting out content for the sake of putting content. And so we had the one, number three, it was good. It was long, wrote a lot of content, but the content didn't quite do it for me. It was kind of blah. And then you had number two, which tried to sound much more like a human, but in doing so, it didn't actually sound right. And I remember one of the things was like it said, uh, and first up on the plate. And I'm like, nobody really says and first up on the plate. Well, it, it sort of didn't make sense. You know, so they tried hard. I could tell what they were doing, but it didn't quite, uh, didn't quite kill it. And then number one, uh, number one was great. Number one was really good. Number one was actually koala. I don't mind telling you, but you guys make your own decision because everyone's a little, everything's a little different. 
Some are easier to use, some are harder to use, some are more expensive, some are cheaper. Anyways, we like Koala. Thought it was amazing. Really, really good. And this is as it relates to marketing. That's it. You want to learn cooking recipes? I don't know. But as it relates to marketing, Koala was great. It sounded realistic. It sounded natural. It asked questions and so on. So now the question becomes, when we're in the ugly section of, of AIs, would you take that... Would you take that article and just post it as a blog or just post it as an ebook or whatever it is? And the answer to that is a hugely no. In our software system, 595 AMS, we have our own software CRM. We have put AI in there. And as we get into the good sections, there's no denying the fact that AI is here to stay. It will be the future. And it is the hottest thing right now. So not to have AI is a mistake. So we'll talk about that in the good. But as far as the ugly, we're seeing way too many people depending on AI and using it for their marketing. I still see it all the time now, but more so when it first came out, they said, oh my God, this is the end of copywriters. This is the end. This is the end of copywriters. This is the end of agencies. This is the end because we can do it ourselves now with ChatGPT. Oh, can you really? No, you can't. Now, I'm going to read you a chat GPT paragraph, and I'm going to read you a paragraph from Gary Halbert, probably, nah, definitely the greatest copywriter that ever lived. So stand by. All right, guys, I am back, and I've pulled two articles for you. One is a, a, an AI, an AI-generated paragraph on down and dirty marketing and one is from Gary Halibert his actual article from down and dirty marketing and you're going to tell me which is which I'm not even going to tell you so let's start with the first one down and dirty marketing refers to the use of unconventional gritty and often aggressive tactics to promote products or services disregarding traditional marketing norms it thrives on taking risks, challenges, and status quo and thinking outside of the box to gain attention and stand out in a crowded marketplace. Down and, dirt, down and dirty marketing strategies can include guerrilla marketing, viral campaigns, shock advertising, and leveraging controversies to generate buzz. While effective in capturing immediate attention and driving short-term results, this approach may also carry ethical concerns and could alienate some audiences. Companies enjoying down and dirty marketing must strike a careful balance between capturing attention and maintaining brand integrity and long-term relationships with customers. Okay, that's number one. This is number two. Dear friend, I've never written to you directly before, but I'm so excited about something and I thought it was so urgent I felt it necessary to resort to drastic measures in order to get this message to you. Recently, I was asked to assist Gary with a promotion for a client by putting together a rough draft first. Since I wanted to brush up my writing skills, I decided to first review some of Gary's textbooks and advertising copy. As I began to go through this material, something incredible happened. It seemed hard to believe that after all this time, I've worked with Gary for 15 years, he'd be able to wow me again. But he did exactly that. The reports I read were from a day one seminar Gary held in Los Angeles given to Southern California business people. It's important for you to know most of those attendees had never heard of Gary Halbert. Why is that important? Well, simply because 
Gary had done one single day to give these attendees what you'd normally amount to years of training. How did he accomplish that? By giving them a succinct and impactful presentation. Even though you may read all of Gary's newsletters and listen to some of his audios and even watch some of his videos, there is more to be learned from these reports. Why? Because Gary's concise and easy to understand topics and information are available to you. Topics like how to write a sales message to your customers that will make them give you twice as much business. An amazing technique that can make your business skyrocket during the slowest months of the year. The biggest mistake most people make in their advertising. How to give something away and get back 10 times the value. Okay, guys, you know, and I can go on and on. It's pretty clear which is which, right? The Gary Halliburton writing method, and that was uh, one of Gary's students, but it was really actually written by Gary. But the Gary Halliburton method is emotional. It has emotion. It has, it. you know what? It's like you're talking to somebody in front of you. Where the AI stuff is not like that. It's almost like it's just spewing a bunch of facts out of you. In fact, it sounds like a computer would, set, would sound. And that's the problem. You're getting AI information that does not sound like a person. It is not engaging. It is not exciting. And that is a problem. Now, the other problem is, and we're still in the ugly section, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The other ugly part is Google is not enjoying this AI stuff at all. And they are scanning the internet with their algorithms, taking down uh, from the rankings. It's not like they take it off, but they put it down. They'll take it off page one and they'll either de-index it or push it way back to like page five. Anything that has AI content. And how do they know? Well, it's super easy. There's a whole bunch of programs out there. Oh, God, at least five or six good programs out there that can detect AI language. Google wants to give its customers a great experience, and they don't believe that providing spewed-out AI articles is that experience, and so they're not allowing it. So don't put out content for the sake of putting out content. What you want to do is you want to learn how to be a copywriter. You want to learn how to write engaging text. You want to learn about pain and pleasure points. Sales is always going to be sales. Today, ChatGPT4 and other AI models cannot replace a copywriter. It cannot hit those hotspots. It just can't. And so you have to put the work in. You can do prompts. You can, you can put in all sorts of things, all voices. And when I say voices, you can make the ChatGPT come back to you in a tone. But that tone is never going to be engaging like a real person. So you have to stay away from completely just copying and pasting what these AI programs give. It's just not going to work. Now, what is the bad? The bad to me is that there's a whole lot of AI programs out there. And... My fear is that people are resorting to it all the time. There's one of the programs, I think it was called uh, Zimmerman or something like that. It's actually pretty good, but it can, it's only for Macs and it can integrate with every one of your programs. 
your email, notes, your Word document, your email. So it's getting to the stage where people aren't even thinking anymore. What they're doing is they're just sitting there and just going right into chat GPT or these AI programs for everything. You're losing your ability to engage with the market, right? You're getting lazy. And the part is that to me that's bad is this stuff is not really great information. You can write an email. I want to know you as a person. We have some staff that uh, I know who's writing it, right? I can feel them. I know them. I can hear them talking. It sounds like them. But AI sounds like an AI model. And so what are we doing? What are we looking at? What is the ethics? What is the morality of sending out marketing material or even emails when it's not actually you? I don't know what the answer is for that. But I know that you neglect the human creativity and the intuition of the marketing strategies. In some cases, you're getting... I feel even manipulative marketing practices because you're not kind of getting the real person. How does a guy sitting in his basement who doesn't know this information, right? He doesn't know what he's talking about in the sales funnel, for example, but he gets all his information from a AI program. And then he puts it in an ebook or a blog and says, oh, buy my course. I can tell you more about all this. Well, yeah, but you don't know anything about it. Right? You don't know anything about it at all. You just wanted to chat GPT and it spewed out this information. It's almost like plagiarism, but it's not really because you're not copying a person. You're copying an AI model. And so I don't know what is... First of all, I know that the content's crappy, but I don't know what is the ethics and morality of that. I don't really know the answer to that. And I think it's something that we're going to struggle with and we're going to have to figure that out and answer over the next couple of years. Hell, not even the next couple of years. Maybe the next couple months this stuff is moving along so fast and then you got things like koala that are really good you know it's really good so you know those questions have to be answered i can't answer them all right now let's talk about the good in chat gpt because i think there is good i'm definitely not saying it's all bad that's for sure but i think to me if you use it right if you use it correctly, the good does outweigh the bad. If you use it incorrectly, then I believe that the bad far outweighs the good. So, you know, we spent a couple of weeks on it, researching it, and we've decided to go with Koala, and I've given everybody clear instructions on how it works with us. And I'm going to tell you how we do that. And here's the good part. I write daily. Is it a blog I write? Nah, I don't really write blogs. But I'll write projects. We're doing, um, well, I don't even want to say we're doing, but we're doing, let's just say workshops. I got to write a workshop. Before I shoot the workshop, right, I'll script it out, what I want to talk about. Sometimes you sit there writing and you're like, God, I don't even know what to say. You have a writer's block, right? Or what you're saying in your head is kind of crap. You're like, man, man, I'm not really on it today. And a lot of times you just leave it for the next day. Creativity will come back. What the AI programs allow you to do is get stimulated. So I can go into the AI program and I can go, give me five topics. Let's say the workshop again. We'll just say sales funnel since we're on that. Give me five topics on how to write a good 
sales funnel or how to do a workshop on a sales funnel. Actually, let's just do that. Hang on. Let me just jump to my computer. We'll do it right now. Give me five topics. Or hang on. Let's do this. Create an outline on how to do a sales funnel for my workshop. Let's see what it says. All right. So introduction to my workshop. And then it's got, here's this, here's this outline. So an awareness stage. So that's define your target audience, choose the right marketing channels and so on. Next step is interest and consideration stage. Next step is decision stage. Next step is action stage. Now I don't like any of these stages it goes on to workshop delivery. Okay. Post workshop follow-up. And while I don't like all really any of these, what I do like is some of the things within it. So it talks about provide a seamless registration process, send confirmation emails and any necessary pre-workshop information. Offer incentives, oh, offer incentive for participants to invite a friend or colleague. You know, maybe I wouldn't have thought of that. It's a good reminder. Uh, utilize retargeting ads to encourage individual individuals who showed interest but did not register. Send a thank you email, deliver high quality workshop experience, analyze the effectiveness of your sales funnel using data and metrics. So my point is, this thing's maybe, how many words would this be? Hang on, let's see. What, what was ChatGPT? How many words was that? It's thinking. And it's 420 words. So see, these are the cool things with AI. These are the cool things with ChatGPT. I can find out how many words that was. And I can even go rewrite that with 1,000 words. And it will do that. Watch, I'll do it right now, actually. Rewrite that with... I'll do 800 because I don't want to be 800 words. Okay. And sure enough, there it goes. And it's rewriting this thing with 800 words. And so those are the nice things of ChatGPT and these AI programs is that you can ask, ask it to do a lot of things and it's very, very fast. Okay. It's finished. So let's see how many words is that? And they actually wrote 1,313 words. Okay, so it went over. That wasn't so great, but this is what I'm talking about when we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. You rely on this because it's a computer. You think it's going to give you 100% information, but it's actually not. I asked it to write 800 words. It said, sure. And then proceeds to give me 1,300, uh, 1313 words. 1,313 words is not 800. So these are the things you can't rely on facts. But anyways, we're on the good right now. Let's get back to the good. So when I see some of the things here, some of these are good. Some of these can stimulate my mind. Some of these topics are things that I want to talk about. And for you, and I actually do have some workshops, workshops on ChatGPT coming up in our community, 595 Social, which is going to be released very soon, 595social.com. But that's another story and another podcast. But when we do these workshops on ChatGPT, this is what I stress to you. Use ChatGPT to break out your creativity, to get out of the box when you're stuck, to come up with headlines, to come up with something creative. But then you write. Let your personality shine. Don't let the AI personality shine because the AI has no personality. You shine. You shine. People want... Remember we talk about... We've talked about it so many times, so many different channels, but we talk about people buy from those that they know, like, and trust. 
you can never know, like, and trust a computer because that computer has no personality. It has no soul. Not the computer, the, the AI. There's no personality, has no soul, has no character. But you do. You do. You've got big characters like Gary Vee or characters like Grant Cardone or guys like Alex Becker. And all three of those people are very different. Some people love a guy like Alex Becker. Some people hate a guy like Alex Becker. But AI is neutral. And neutral never wins. All right? So, guys, the good, the bad, and the ugly of ChatGPT and other AI programs, there you go. Does it have a place in society? Does it have a place in marketing? Does it have a place in your life? 100 million percent. You need to embrace all these AI programs and learn how to use them to benefit your life today. Because if you don't, you're going to get left behind. And that's just a pure, pure fact of it. You will get left behind. This is the internet. This is the computer. This is the car. This is the iPhone or the phone, not necessarily an iPhone, cellular phones. The future of AI is not going away. I promise you that. If you have any questions on this, email me. John at 595mentor.com. But stay tuned for our new community at 595social.com where we talk about everything and have tons of cool workshops. I believe we're also releasing a new and free ebook. Well, it might not be free. I shouldn't say that. Probably free. Might not be free. If it's not free, it's like seven bucks. And it's on ChatGPT. I know the girls are working at it and all the it kind of echoes a little bit what I said the good, the bad, and the ugly. Anyways, guys, I want you to have a great day and go and uh, research your own artificial intelligence programs. Start with ChatGPT. It's free. And from there, watch some videos. But remember, all these things are not cut and paste. All these programs are absolutely 100%, not 100%. Remember that. 100%, they're not 100%. And lastly, you can use them to benefit you, your business, and how to make money. And that's it for this podcast. Next podcast will be on how to fly to the moon and back in 24 hours. All right, guys, have a great day, and we shall talk to you later.